Welcome to the Iron Society podcast, where we build men of God to become husbands and fathers that change the world. No man should have to struggle through life alone or lacking the tools they need to win and dominate life. Every week, we will bring you an inspiring and actionable conversation that will forge you into the man and leader God has called you to be. Welcome to the Iron Society. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 32 Boom. of the Iron Society podcast. I'm Cody Chapman, as always. Nick Milligan. Here. We're rocking and rolling. Um, I, I think it's pretty crazy that you could listen to our podcast now, one a day, every day of yeah, the month. Absolutely. And you would you could binge it in an entire month. Not have to listen to more than one. I would hope twice. it's better than yeah. when you'd want to do more than one a day, though. You know, I that'd do. be great. Yeah. So um, <laughs> today we're going to continue the conversation about the different roles that a man um, is covering in his life. We've gone over the man himself husband, father, and today we're going to talk about the role of leader. Before we do that, real quick though, you see these two books right here, On Purpose Husband, and the newest one, 28 Days of Prayer for My Wife. Um, right now, you can actually go to ironsocietysupply.com mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and get this book bundle right here for 20% off. Nice. Um, so you could go and get both of these. I actually just got the first picture of somebody that ordered them off uh, the other day and they're like, Hey, I got my books. And Sweet. I was like, rock and roll, bro. Let's go. Good deal. Um, and by the way, um, quick background on this. So I wrote on purpose husband seven years ago for myself. Um, most people don't know this, but it was a time when I was like, I just felt like I was floating as a husband. And I was mm. like, I'm going to give myself a challenge every day for a month. And so I did it. And then some of the guys that I was around heard, heard I was doing it and they wanted the challenges and then I started giving them devotions with it, and it turned into this book. Nice. Um, and then I wrote 28 Days of Prayer for My Wife because um, I wanted a companion book for this because there are daily challenges in On Purpose Husband to bring the spark back in your marriage, you know, just kind of be more intentional and on purpose as a husband, not a, like not an accidental husband. Yeah, super practical. Yeah. And then I wrote 28 Days of Prayer for My Wife as like a supplemental companion for that to where every day um, I wrote a prayer for our wives every day. And then there's also a blank page to where you can go through the second 28 days and write your own prayer about the same topic. So it could be 56 days of prayer mm-hmm, uh, in that mm-hmm. one book. So, but together, I mean, that'd be a powerful 28 days. Absolutely. A devotional, a marriage challenge, and praying for your wife. Like, yeah. It's like the triple threat of like... You're about to turn your marriage around in 28 days. For sure. Well, it's the intentionality with it, right? Yeah. You've got a plan that you can execute every day, right? And then you can go and talk with God about your wife and help align your heart with his will for how you're to lead and love, protect, and provide for your wife. Like, yep. And I always say, I always say prayer for your spouse is more for you than it is them. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. man, I'm telling you, try not to love a woman or even wives. Try not to love a husband that you're praying for all the time. Yeah. Like good luck doing that. That's, I mean, as soon as you stop praying for your spouse, it just allows the enemy to creep in a little bit yes, sir, or a lot of it. But today we are going to be talking about the role of leader. Um, now what I want to preface with all of this is we're not talking about like a general, um, your general role as leader, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because there are like, there are areas of leadership and we'll talk about them later, but there's three that we've really already covered. Self-leadership, leadership of your wife and leadership of your kids, right? That's the role of man, husband, father. Mm-hmm. You have to exhibit leadership in those areas yes. to get them going. Everyone's a leader. Yeah. Right. I yes. mean, whether you're a good leader or not yeah. is the I, question. That's always, <laughs> I, whenever I'm talking to men, you know, when they're, when they're wanting to get in the iron society or they're just looking for general help or coaching, like I, I need to learn how to be the leader of my home. Mm-hmm. I'm like newsflash buddy. You already are. You already are the leader of your home. The yep. problem is currently you're just not very good at it. Right. And you're leading in the wrong direction. You're leading in the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. So you're already the leader. Mm-hmm. Praise God. You recognize that. Uh, but now let's direct that leadership. And as the great John Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership. Yes, sir. Right. 
Um, and I mean, you know, books like um, Extreme Ownership from mm -hmm. Jocko, all kinds of other leadership books. Mm -hmm. um, leadership, there is no lack of leadership material out there. Oh, yeah. You can um, consume that for days. Yeah. And so the, the leadership, I mean, big picture really comes down to um, action and application more than just information. Mm -hmm. Because anybody can read leadership books, but then actually implementing good leadership Two completely different things. It's like I can read about a really great recipe in a book that just looks fantastic, but then I can go try to make it. And you know, or it's like the 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 you ever seen the vid, the pictures? It's like Pinterest fails. Yeah, it shows some like the one I always love is the one of like the girl whipping her hair back in the ocean, and it's like this gorgeous like like spray of hair coming around perfectly. And then it's like the girl in the pool that tries to do it, and her hair is just all over her face that right. she's choking on right. water. It's like, this is the expectation. This was reality. And I feel like yeah. when it comes to leadership um, in life as a man, there's an expectation. Like you read a great book and you're like, I'm going to go lead the troops now. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you go do it. And you're like, then the quote from Mike Tyson kicks in. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone has a plan mm -hmm. until they get punched in the face. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that is, that's, that's leadership right there. That's it. I mean, the realities are is leadership's not easy. No. Right. And it, and it takes practice. It takes the fortitude to, to get hit in the face and keep yeah. going. Yep. Right. And to you know, regroup, reevaluate, assess and, and try again. Yep. Yeah. And the reason it's so hard is because leadership is you are dealing with people mm -hmm. and you, because you're dealing with people, you're dealing with traumatic backgrounds, you're dealing with baggage, you're dealing with emotions, you're dealing with preferences. Yeah. They're um, not all the same. You're not going to encounter the same issue oh. person by person, right? Like yep. they're not robots. You, you, you've got to assess them individually and take into account their experience and their perspective yep. and their, you know, wants, desires, needs, so yep. on and so forth. And that's why I, in my head, I'm like, the old dudes are always the best leaders mm. because while it is so nuanced, they've just seen so many different contexts and scenarios. Sure. They can walk into a situation and they'll like right off the bat, they'll know what this person's thinking, what that person needs, what that, per how that person needs to be led. And they're just pros at it. Yeah. Um, so it's like any, you know, young 20 year old, something's like, I know the key to leadership. It's like, no, you don't like you read a recipe. But yeah. How many times have you, have you cooked it? Exactly. Have you, have you baked it? Yeah. Right. Like, and, and, and how's that gone so far? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yep. And, and good on them. I mean, we want, we want young guys to work towards that end. Right. But you need the actual, you know, boots on the ground experience to yep. be able to truly speak to situations and have, you know, the insight yeah. to share and be able to, you know, really come in and come alongside and guide and teach and grow and invest in those people. Yeah. I was just talking to a guy, I mean, he's got to be moved 25, 26, 27, um, wants to join the Iron Society. And hey, real quick, I want to take a second and invite you to join the Iron Society Forge. Listen, if you want to grow as a man of God, you want to grow as a husband and have a great marriage, you want to grow as a father, you want to grow in every single way as a man of God, the Iron Society Forge is where you need to be. So to learn more and to sign up, go to ironsociety.co slash join to learn more and to sign up. Uh, he's, he's in his little application. He said, yeah, looking to remarry. Um, and so I want to, you know, get dialed in. I was like, okay, cool. Wow. Remarried. And I asked him, I asked him, I was like, so well, I said, you said remarry. Tell yeah. me about this. Uh, cause I know this dude. Mm -hmm. Um, and loosely I know I, we used to live around him in Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, he's like, yeah, dude, long story short. And I'll just take full responsibility for it. Mm. I was not the leader mm. I needed to be. And I was like, well, Hey, good on you for knowing. Um, that sucks. Yeah. But now, um, you get to figure out how to do that. Yep. And cause he already has, you know, it's been a little while now he's looking to remarry. Um, and he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to go into this marriage or this relationship as not the spiritual leader and not the leader I need to be. So I was like, bro, yep. Right on, you yep. know, so I'm super excited for him. Yeah. But in this particular context, we're going to talk about a few domains, but then I want to talk about, um, like just lay some of the biblical foundation for leading in the context that we're going to be talking about them. So yep. first and foremost, um, there's, there's a certain heart you have to have as a leader, because I think a lot of times leadership when it comes to any domain is often like, I'm the leader, you're going to listen to me, 
do what I say, right? Um, and I would say that's less of a leader, more of a dictator, mm-hmm. which is, I, I, well, it is a leader. The word it is I a, was thinking. It is, a, it is a form of leadership, yep. um, but very, very one-sided, and people will not want to follow that for very long. Um, but Matthew 20, verses 26 through 28 says, It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave even as the son of man has come not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Um, I hear that, you know, give his life as a ransom for many. And we just talked about the other day with being a husband, right? Laying our life down for our wife, loving our wife as Christ loved the church. Yep. Um, and this verse is just, it's so, it's so poignant. It's like mm-hmm. the fir- the heart of leadership. It is servant leadership. Mm-hmm. It does not mean you're making yourself less than or putting yourself down, mm-hmm. but it's a heart position. It's a disposition of the heart, not so much a organizational position. Yes. And it is, I'm going to serve you. I am going to know your needs and meet them. And even in some instances, I will put them above my own, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't mean I'm not going to take care of myself, mm-hmm. but I'm going to, I am going to look out for what you need, but it's the heart of a servant. And I think as we jump into a few of the context, this is, this is the first, it's the foundation of how we need to be as, as leaders. Like we are to serve yes. and, and will we be served? Yes. Uh, but we have to have that heart disposition of I'm going to be a servant first. Yep. Just as Christ modeled, right? Like, you know, washing disciples feet oh yeah right that was not a thing that's a position you know his somebody in his position would ever do mm-hmm. none of the pharisees who had you know students below them and you know all the, the teachers of that time like yep. that was not something that they did right well, no one wanted to do it because everyone wore sandals and they were gross walking through streets that were you know carts pulled by donkeys and gross, all the things man. right it wasn't it wasn't a, a sterile environment by no. any means <laughs> no it was terrible you know and so and yet you know our God created the universe Yep, demonstrated that in, you know, and he came in into humanity in humility, right? Yeah. An infant in a manger, Yep, right? Like time and time again, demonstrating that humility. And, and I think that was an example for us to see time and time again to go, Oh, that's right. I, I don't deserve to be put on a pedestal. Yep. I, you know, now <clears throat> do we want to have influence and, you know, ultimately to be able to share the gospel and, and affect culture and yes. Right. And, and you need to have a platform to be able to do that at times, right. Yeah. To be able to speak and whatnot, but it's that it's the why behind it, right. Yeah. That's where the service aspect comes in. Yeah. It's not for me to make my name great. It's to make Jesus's name great. It's yep. to help others see the kingdom, right. Yeah. That's unseen now, right. Making it seen. Yep. Yeah. So that is first and foremost, the disposition that we have to take as leaders, period. We have to have the disposition of a servant. Now, second, um, you know, everyone talks about the Proverbs 31 woman, Mm. but there is a verse in there about the Proverbs 31 man. Mm -hmm. And this is where actually, well, yeah, we'll say this and then we'll go back. I, I skipped on my notes here. If you can, if you're watching the video, (laughs) I I scrolled too far, but we'll just keep talking about the Proverbs 31. It'll work. Uh, Proverbs 31, 23 says her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Uh, and what that's talking about is like the Proverbs 31 woman, her husband is well known and respected by the elders of the city. Like by all the influential people, the people that are already leaders, he is well known by them. Mm-hmm. And this is an, this is an aspect of leadership that as men, we have to embrace this. Um, and, and it'll lead into one of the contexts that we're talking about, but I, I don't think that, well, let me back up a second. Part of the reason why I believe culture has gone the way that it has is because too many Christian men, one, they're not leading very well at home as it is and in their sphere that they are closest to. But what that does when they don't do that is it kind of hamstrings them to lead in the social sphere or the political sphere or just any sphere outside of their home and their immediate sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when Proverbs 31 is talking about this, this Proverbs 31 man is well known by the leaders or the elders of the city. It means that like the respected people in his community, he's known by them and liked by them Mm -hmm. and respected Mm -hmm. by them. 
And I would, that's one of the things that I was talking to my wife about recently was like, man, um, that is one area of leadership that I really want to continue to grow into is Christian or not, right? Church people or not, um, like the influential people in our city. I don't, I don't just want to rub shoulders with them, but I want to be well, well respected by them. Um, the business owners, the, the, even people that are, you know, the politicians, just anybody in it that is well respected and as a leader in the community, um, I want to be well, I want to, I want to be thought of well by them. And so the first part of that is actually being known by them. Right. And this is an area of leadership that I don't think very many men ever consider. Mm-hmm. It's just, well, I'm going to be a leader where I can and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, there's part of this, like there's another sphere that you are empowered to get into. And it's one I don't think very many Christian men ever aspire to be in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, what was Jesus' charge to the disciples, right? Go. Mm-hmm. Go into all the earth, into the nations and proclaim the gospel. Like that means you have to literally go yeah. and go talk to people and yep. go get around people of influence and leaders. And because that's, you know, if you're trying to affect culture, you don't just go to the rural towns and only talk to a few farmers and yeah. hope that the message spreads. Yeah. Right. You're going to go in where there's the cities where people have congregated and there's thoughts and ideas being mulled over and, and mm-hmm. debated and what have you. And you're going to get in and rub shoulders with those people and, and spread the concepts and, uh, yeah. and the, your faith of, of in Christ and so on and so forth. And, and that's where a man who is charged by God to affect culture yep. is going to have an impact. Yep. Right. And that's why I think so many men have, uh, relinquished their responsibilities right now. We, we trick ourselves in thinking, well, I'm taking care of the, you know, me and mine, and I'm taking care of what I've, you know, am responsible for, but we, we forget that charge to go right and go yeah. be a part of this world and go affect it, go tell the world, the gospel and the, the truth, you know, and share the light. And so, you know, you know, when it comes to, you know, our, our schools, like how many men are involved with, with schooling and even, I'm not even talking public school. I'm talking about Christian schooling, homeschooling. Yeah. How, how many mm-hmm. of the men are actually truly engaged in, in yep. their kids upbringing and whatnot? Right. I mean, there's, there's so many areas where I think the men have failed to lead in yep. well, right. Yep. They've given up those responsibilities. I mean, freaking Adam did it in the very beginning, right? Like yep. stepped aside and let his wife make a deal with the devil and oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll eat of that too. You know, yep. it's like, ah, you know, and so Christ came as the better Adam who demonstrated what that actually looks like. And he was going into the cities, engaging with leaders of, of that city yep. and telling him not only, you know, fulfilling scripture, but actually like telling him, Hey, prepare the kingdoms at, at hand. It's near, it's coming, yep. you know? Um, so important. Yeah. So important. Absolutely. So, and this is part of the reason this is in this order, right? Because even you mentioned, it's like some guys are like, well, I'm just going to take care of me and mine. It's like, yeah, that's part of it, dude. Like, absolutely. That's, that's absolutely part yep. of it. And that's why those ones come first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But as you continue to grow and mature as a man and step into more of the calling that God has for you and what he's called you to do, there are other spheres of leadership you yep. must step into. Yep. And yes, leading yourself, leading your wife and leading your family do come first. Yes. And this is not something that if you you've started to lead yourself, but not your wife and your family, don't jump into this sector. You don't jump in here yet. Yeah. You get those things, you get home base dialed in and then home base leadership becomes the launching pad for exterior sector of leadership. Right. Yep. Now there's another verse that I skipped over a minute ago, but this other piece of actually aspiring to be a leader, right? I mean, Um, it's one of the things that's funny because I, you know, in here, since moving to Montana, I've met so many guys that are just good old boys, dude, they're hard fricking workers and just stick to their, they just stick to themselves, right? They just stay in themselves. Yeah. And I don't think there's any, anything like inherently sinful or wrong with that. Right. But then, you know, um, I read first Timothy three, one where like it's getting ready to lay out the qualifications of elders. Sure. Right. Um, says, this is a trustworthy saying, if anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task mm. and an overseer. Like there is, there's one Greek word that pastor elder overseer 
is it's all it's all the same one. Okay. Right. So this is talking about somebody who is a leader or overseer or elder of the church, right? And this is that aspiring to be that, aspiring to meet all the qualifications that are laid out there in Timothy and also in Titus. It is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like you should aspire to step into leadership roles. And it, even if, and if you're never going to actually step into that role, it is still good to step into the qualities of that leader. Yes. Right. I think that's a great point to be made. Um, because like not everybody is going to be an elder at their church, mm-hmm. right? They're not going to hold that position as elder, mm-hmm. but should you still be the husband of one wife? Should your children still be submitted to you? Mm-hmm. Should you still not be given to much wine? Should you still be hospitable? Yeah. All of those things. Yes, you absolutely should. Yeah. Even if you're never going to be on your church's website as being on the elder board, mm-hmm. um, you should still be aspiring to be all of those yeah. things. Ready to step into the role if need be. Yeah. Ultimately, absolutely. right? Like, like we're all trying to figure out like, all right, how, what, what should my standards be? How should I, you know, hold, hold myself? What's my, you know, my character and that'd be a great place to start. Like let's, let's just nail those. Those are pretty, you know, agreeable things across any denomination. Like let's hold to these truths. Yes. Right. These standards. What if 90% of the men in your church were dedicated to, I'm the, I'm the faithful husband of one wife, my children, I'm disciplining them in the Lord and they are submitted to me and they're obedient. Right. Um, I'm hospitable. I'm not given to much wine or whiskey or whatever it is. Right. Um, like what if you filled all like, how different would our churches look if all the men were aspiring to attain the attributes of what scripture calls an elder? Our churches and our communities. I mean, that's when you start to affect culture. A thousand because percent. Because when, when you've got the men of God actually acting as yes. the men of God, yep. right? Actually holding two standards that are very clear. Yeah. That's when anyone with eyes can go, these guys. Yep. These guys are all married. Yep. The divorce rate in that church is non-existent. Yep. All of their kids are amazing mm-hmm. and growing into fine young men, men, men and women. Yep. Right. And just all the fruit is there that yeah. they can judge us by. And we're like, yeah, we we're obedient to God. Yep. Plain and simple. Yep. Right. And, and that, that's the simplicity of it that we miss. Yes. We're always trying to figure out, well, how am I supposed to do this? And what should I do here? How about we just nail some really solid foundational yeah. basics and yep. go from there? Yeah. Nail the <laughs> basics with this stuff and you're right? going to be just fine. It's, well, and that's the thing. It's, it's base hit after base hit. Right. Yep. Everybody wants to like figure out this next high. And yet yeah. nobody wants to just grind sometimes. Yep. Just get on base. Hey, go steal the next one. Just, yep. you know, and get back on base and just have that really good, solid, you know, routine that is always in play. Yep. We've talked about before how it's funny how when when some adversity comes, some challenge comes, some bad news comes or whatnot, guys will abandon their routine. Uh-huh. Right. When they need it the most, the yep. thing that got them on the winning path. Yep. You know, they something happens and they're like, oh, I'm not going to go do this today. I'm, I'm going to. I want to eat like crap. I'm going to not go to the gym. Yeah. It's like you're abandoning everything that's got you into this good position to start mm-hmm. with. It's like, oh, why? You know, yeah. and I think we can all be guilty of that, you know, whether it's just despair or frustration or yeah. whatever. And we get off track. And amazingly enough, the the thing to get us right back on track is just go do the basics. Yeah. Don't get back on track by yeah. doing the basics. Don't abandon the basics. Yep. They are the basics for a reason. Like mm-hmm. right, you talk about even in sports, right? I mean, it's the, the dudes that are the best, bro. They're the, they're the freaks of the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. Like you look at Steph Curry. I mean, as much as I don't like the guy, LeBron James, like <laughs> the dudes are just so good at the basics. Yeah. They're so good. And you master the basics yeah. and it's, you just become a high level performer. Well, and they're committed to it. They're first in last out. Yep. Right. Like they're the hardest working guy on, on the court period. Yep. Yeah, and, that, and that's what wins championships. Yep, exactly. And so, breeds that that environment around them, right? That yeah. also then is infective, right? And then starts to aspire others yep. to rise to that commitment and that standard. Yeah, well, and that's why I love the quote, like a rising tide lifts all boats. Mm. It's like, I mean, even in our even in our local context, right? I mean, we have like four or five dudes in the Iron Society that are all growing, you know? 
And like, as more men start to, um, be infected by that and be around that and be influenced by that, it starts to raise the bar for everyone, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the people that aren't rising become like the weirdos. Yeah. Almost. It's like, what, do you, what you're not, you're not like rising to this. You're not stepping into this. Like you create what's wrong with you, yeah. dude. Like figure it like, let's go. Yeah. Like let's crank this up to 11 yeah. real quick. I like that. A you rising know? tide lifts all boats. You never heard that I'm before? Like, oh, I think I have. It's just been a long time since I heard it. I'm just, I'm realizing like what a great tattoo that would make like the, <laughs> the imagery of that, you know? Yeah. That was just some massive, awesome ship in the front. And then all the others behind it, like, you know how you, yeah. you picture a voyage, right? And you've got the main ship out front, you know, the, out yeah. at the point and all the, just the, the whole armada behind it. Yeah. But as the tide rises, it all the boats Love it. race up. Yeah. So, I mean, our heart is to be a servant leader. Our heart, we, we have to aspire to be, um, to have these qualities and become a leader. And part of that is like, you're not just going to be known where you're at. You're, you should be known by the people around you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but now there's six different domains of this leadership that we're talking about that you need to step into the first three we've already talked about self marriage, family. Mm -hmm. Those are the, those are the foundation. You that's your launching pad, but the, the next ones, and this is the, you know, working outward from here, work, your work or your business, Mm -hmm. and then your church and your church and then your community. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and those are in that order because that is the order in which you're going to, you're going to be able to, um, give the most leadership to, right? I mean, men spend a tremendous amount of time at work yeah. or in their business. Yep. So it is a place where you can exert leadership and it's not, it doesn't mean you have to be the leader, but you exhibit leadership qualities. So, mm-hmm. and that means like if you're an employee somewhere, bro, you need to work hard and cheerfully at everything you're doing as if you're working for the Lord Yep. because you are. Yep. Right. You need to set the bar and set the example. You need to have the most integrity with your work. You need to be one of the hardest workers. Um, or if you're a business owner, you need to lead your people well and lead mm-hmm. your company well for the glory of God, mm-hmm. because it's what you're spending so much of your time doing. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the next like place you can exhibit that leadership. Yeah. Helping them grow. As Absolutely. Well, right? yeah. yeah. And then in your church, like, man, like it, it frustrates the crap out of me to see so many men walk into church, sit down, worship, watch the message and just leave. Yeah. Like, and they're not serving. They're not, they're not, they're not trying to lead in any capacity or help the church grow or help bring out more fruit in it. It's just like, Nope, I come here, can I do my thing and peace. Yeah. Don't don't get too much of my business. Yep. Right. Um, yep. And, and that, that is a boyish way to do church. That's it, consumer mentality. It's absolutely consumer mentality. And it's consumer mentality because that in my head, it's, that's what boys do, not what men do, right? Boys are consumers. Men are producers. Yep. And if you are just being a consumer, you're being a little boy that should be in children's church in your church, but you're sitting with all the big kids. Yeah. Right. It's like, no, put your dude pants on, put your man work boots on and go, don't just go and consume. Yeah. Go and produce something. Produce or invest. Right? 100%. Why aren't the men, why isn't every classroom in kids' church got a man in there teaching? Mm-hmm. What, what a perfect place for yep. you to begin to hone your ability to teach, yep. preach, train, instruct, yep. help the future. Yep. Right? Like Absolutely. Like if you are nervous about sharing your testimony and, and, you know, giving a gospel presentation. Yep. Go like help the second graders out. Yep. Go start with the toddlers. If you're, if you're that intimidated, like whatever, yeah. like go, go be a part of that and go help shape the next generation coming up. Yep. Right. Like there's, there's so many opportunities there that I, it, it's really kind of frustrating that there aren't classrooms full of men helping yep. children yep. in the church. Yep. I feel like that is a huge, huge loss yeah. over generations now. Yep. Again, men stepping aside from their roles and responsibilities and expecting yeah. the women to take care of certain things like that because that's beneath them or, you know, whatever. They've got bigger and better things to do or, well, hey, I'm the provider. I, I, I do the, I'm so stressed at work at all the time. I don't have bandwidth for that or, or whatever, you know, insert excuse here. Yep. It's, it's sad that... 
you know, it's a concept that Kosturos, Zach, uh, you know, I've been talking about that investor, um, mm-hmm. mindset yep. that is lacking. Yeah. Men do not fully step into that season of life. They, they don't graduate from a consumer mentality to that investor mentality. Yep. hundred percent. So that's the, so, I mean, you, obviously we got the work part covered. You should, I mean, it's like, duh, do that. Yep. But man, in your church, you need to be serving in your church. Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean, none of your pastors have paid us to say this. Mm-hmm. We haven't been reached out to right. by like people <laughs> like we're saying this because like we both serve because we believe that's what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. And like, and listen, when we say serve, it's not like go serve somewhere where you are going to like be fulfilled and get something out of it. No, that's not, that's not, not what point. I'm saying. Not the point. That is, you are serving to serve, not to be served, mm-hmm. not to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. You are giving of your time, energy, effort, resources, everything yeah. to serve your church. I, Dude, this summer, Gordon called me. <laughs> uh, Gordon's the community life pastor at our church. And he said, hey, there is a widow at the church. She's like 92 years old and she needs help. Um moving some rocks at her house. And I was like, bro, let's go. I'm thinking there's some boulders that we need to move. Right. Walk up and this entire like hundred plus foot driveway has like a bumper on the side that goes from like 15 feet down to like three feet. And it's like a hundred feet long. It like kind of, you know, comes in and it's full of rocks, like the size of a tennis ball. Right. She's sitting there and she's like, yeah, so, um, all these rocks are really dirty. And, um, I just want to be a good steward of what the Lord's given me. So, um, I'm just figuring out a way to get these, all these, all these rocks cleaned up. I'm like, okay. So we're trying to figure out like, just power wash them, you know, like get the webs off the dirt off, just power wash them. She's like, well, um, I really want to do this well. And so what I've been doing is I'm pulling all the rocks out by hand and brushing each one off and then putting them back. Gordon and I sat there for three hours one rock at a time, grabbed it, brushed it off, sat it down, grabbed it, brushed it off. I'm not sure how to respond to this. <laughs> Where are you going with this? And well, <laughs> what I, so it, like I was part of partially, I was just, I was just like, man, this 92 year old saint, like just wants to be such a good steward of what the Lord's given her. And so it's like down to the smallest detail. She wants to be a good steward, you know? And I'm sitting there the whole time, like, what the hell am I doing? Like, that's literally what I'm thinking, dude. And even Gordon, who's like, I mean, the most happy-go-lucky, loves everybody, willing to do anything, you know, he's like sitting there, he's like, are we brushing rocks off right now? Are, is that what we're doing <laughs> with our summer? We're brushing rocks off in a driveway? He's like, there's got to be a better way. Wow, but I missed the story. This, this gal just wanted to do it, so we just sat there for three hours with her, just talking and conversing and brushing off rocks, you know? And um, at the end... She's like, you know, it means a lot to me that you would serve this widow hmm. in the way that is really meaningful to me. Hmm. Right. And we didn't get paid for it. We're not getting anything special from it. There's no, there was no one around. There was no crowd to see it. Right. Right. There was no one around. It's besides, besides, well, now those of you that have heard this and you, no yeah. one else knows we did this. Yeah. Right. It was just a needy heard of. And he asked me if I wanted to go move some rocks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, sure, let's go. Um, but like it was there, we got nothing out of it. Hmm. Like, you know, other than a great, you know, just a, just time together. And at the end it was, it's just like, yeah, you know, we just, we just served a, a widow that just needed it. Yeah. You know? And scripture does talk about, you know, looking out for those folks. Absolutely. Um, and I say all that because when it comes to serving, oftentimes it can be like, well, what am I going to get out of it? Sure. What's in it for me? Hmm. And it's like, no, 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 that's not the part of, that's not the point of serving. There is nothing in it for you. Like, Servants don't have rights. Mm-hmm. Servants or slaves don't have rights. Mm-hmm. They do what they do, not because of anything for them. It's because the master is asking them to do something and they're going to do it. That's yeah. it. So it's the heart. It's that heart of obedience, ultimately, yeah. right? Being humble enough to just say, okay. Yep. Yeah. So whatever your church needs, I just want to challenge you. Um, if you're not serving at your church, consider, consider this your challenge and your charge. Um, call your children's ministry up, call your setup team, your teardown team, your audio team, whatever. Yeah. And be like, Hey, you know what? I was listening to the Iron Society podcast <laughs> and they said, I need to serve and go serve. And you know what? I, you don't have to go serve every week. Yeah. Go serve, go serve twice a month. Go give up 
what would that be? An hour, say it's an hour and a half, right? Three hours of your month yeah. to serve your church. Like if you don't have the, if you don't have three hours to serve your church a month, you should really evaluate your priorities, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, go serve there. The last, the last place, uh, which we already alluded to earlier was your community, right? Um, what are you doing to lead in your community? Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm struggling with it, but I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like how, how, because we, we homeschool our kids, Yeah. you know, um, I, I work both at, he, currently I work, I do the iron society and I actually work for our church. Um, and so a lot of my interactions are with church people and at the church, mm-hmm. but in my head, I'm like, how could I, how could I step up into leadership in my community? Mm-hmm so that I could be around people more that are not around the church and just, they can be influenced by my presence. Right. Um, how can I do that? That is one area. And I told Steph like a couple weeks ago, we're driving. Um, I'm like, man, this is one area. Like I really feel like I need to step into and I don't really know how, like, because it's not like our kids aren't in public school, aren't in public sports. So I can't go be the coach. Right. That's always a thing. Like dads go be the coach. It's like our kids don't sure. play. Our kids don't play rec sports. Yeah. Uh, mainly because we have six of them and we're not going to turn into a full-time Uber service. <laughs> um, our kids are not in public school and I'm not going to get into public school stuff right now. Um, but like <laughs> if the kids are in public school, <laughs> take them you out. You should pray about taking them out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're not in public school and they're also not in like a co-op like yours, like yours is right. So I don't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my head, I'm just like, how, how do I, how do I lead in my community? It's, it's, it's something I'm wrestling with right now mm-hmm. to figure out like, how do I do this? Because obvious opportunities are just not presenting themselves. Right. Sure. Sure. Um, so because I'm in, because I'm in that spot, I have to be more intentional about thinking, how am I going to do this? You know? Um, I think there's creative ways to do that though, right? Like as we've, you know, since you've gotten here, we used to meet at Black Rifle quite a bit, have a lot of conversations there and whatnot. And just how you carry yourself and, you know, whether it's at the gym or wherever, you know, people tend to take notice and engage in conversation, whether you, you engaged or they engage, you know, Zach and I were talking today down there and some guy, as we were getting up ready to leave, he was like, Hey, uh, I overheard what you guys were saying. And that used, that happens to us all the time. Yeah. Right. Overheard what you guys are saying. Really interesting. You know, you know, love to, you know, mm-hmm. chat further or whatever, and, you know, exchange yeah. numbers and, and what have you. And there's an element of doing things in public, right. And having conversations in public for others to hear, like yeah. our men's group gets together every morning at six 30 in a coffee shop yeah. and, that coffee shop is open. It's not like yep. it's our private little place that we're doing this in, right? Like everyone that comes through there sees us with our Bibles open and yep. talking about the word, you know, two big old tables full of us doing it, you know? Yeah. And that is, I think, still a way to engage and lead in community, right? Yeah. Like we're not, you know, hiding this within four walls, yes, right? We're very open about our faith, about our beliefs, our values, how we live our lives, and they're open to talk with anybody about it. Yeah. Right. And, and my wife, you know, for all fairness, my wife did bring that up. She's like, well, what about like the people that don't go to our church that know you by name mm-hmm. at the coffee shop? Exactly. And notice when you're not there or even yep. that one time, like I didn't really say much to him and they're like, oh, hey, Cody, yeah, we're yeah, over yeah. here. You know, um, <laughs> like she's like, well, yeah. there, she's like, she, and she encouraged me in that. She's yeah. just like, well, no, babe, you, you, you do it a ton. You just you just probably have your sights set up here sure, uh, because it's who you are. Yeah. And so you're, you're minimizing what you currently do, you mm-hmm. know, but I think about mm-hmm. like the guy that I invited to Christmas and found he was Buddhist and now we're, we always work out with him and yeah. you know, I've talked to him here and there or like just the random older dudes yep. that are just like, we talk to all the time, mm-hmm. you know? So yes, we are engaged in that community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even in my head, I'm like, I want more. I want more. Well, I mean, yeah. I think it's good to aspire to, you know, have and have the intentional, you know, Hey, what is the thing that can, I can elevate this? In, yeah. Right. Like you're, you're practicing here. Mm-hmm. Right. But what, what is the trajectory that leads me into a position to where I have even greater influence yep. amongst more people? Yep. Absolutely. I think that's a good thing to be wrestling with. I, I think so too. I think so too. So it's yeah. But the, these we, at the end of the day, like, we have to grow into leaders. Mm -hmm. It is, it is a role as a man. We are, we are supposed to aspire to Mm -hmm. 
and we have to lead ourselves, our, our marriage, our family. We have to, we have to lead in our work and, or business. We have to lead in our church and we lead in our community. Like, and some guys can hear that and think, bro, I can't even lead myself to get out of bed in the morning, you know? Okay, and I'm like, toddler. Cool. I'm like, <laughs> I, I get it, dude. I get it. And I get it because like, I've been there. Yeah. You know, I've been there. I've, I've I had a sippy cup at one point too. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> let's just be honest. Yeah. And, and well, however though, like, and I like it's easy. It's, there are a lot of guys that are in a place where like, it's just, they, they, they are not against the idea. They've just never been taught or called up to that. Sure. You know? And so it's, it's this, I, I get it. I get it's hard and I get there's, um, I, I even did, a, I, I posted today about like being a, a, a better, a great father on purpose. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I get it's hard, dude. It's hard. You, and you have all these stresses you have this because people, I mean, you know, most of America lives paycheck to paycheck and, um, they, they you have marriage stress. You got this, you got, you have all kinds of crap. Yeah. And it's like, now you want me to toss on this idea of growing into this like place of being a leader in all these other areas. Like, God, dude, like that feels so heavy and so hard, you know? And I'm like, look, it is, but what you have to understand is the path that we are laying out for you, it is a path to grow into. And so if you're in that spot where everything feels just super freaking heavy and I, you can't even think about this, go back to the beginning of the path mm -hmm. yourself, mm -hmm. your identity, your mind, your body, your spirit, yep. your vision your vices, right? Go there first. Yep. And that's why this is a path. It's like, we're not playing long jump here to see who can start at the very beginning and jump to the last step as fast as possible. Right. Right. It's, I get this all feels heavy, but it does not mean that we don't talk about it. Yep. It means we talk about it, but we give you a starting place. So let's, let's do the role of you first. Then you move into the role of husband. Then you move into the role of growing as a father. And then by that time, the amount of momentum that you're going to have. And if you're in the spot where it feels super heavy, you probably can't even imagine what that like emotionally, mentally, psychologically, and spiritually feels like because it's so heavy. Yeah. Right. But once you get there, you will be able to experience what that momentum and that energy and that vibrance feels like. But don't think like you got to jump straight from where you're at right now to this leader position. That's not what we're saying. We are making you aware of it because there's different levels of awareness, right? I don't know if you've heard of these, but it's like um, you have the um, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what you don't know. Um, you like you you don't know what you know. And like, there's just all the conscious incompetence, incompetence, unconscious competence, unconscious incompetence. Sure. It's like it's all these levels of awareness. And what we're doing is we're just bringing it to the forefront and making you aware of this role that eventually you should grow into. Mm -hmm. But we're also making you aware of the beginning parts of the path. So if this whole idea just feels so heavy and so like, how could I even get there? It's a great indicator that you need to go back a few steps yeah. and start there. Yep. Maybe you thought you had that dialed in, but if this feels super heavy, I would venture to say it's because the other previous steps of this path and these other roles, you haven't done right yet. Yeah. And, and there's, there's truth in that. You're a leader in everything, right? We, we, mm -hmm. we talked about them in the, in the beginning. How well you're leading is is really what it comes down to. And yep. like we said, you've got to start with the temple, right? Yep. Take care of your mind, body, and soul. Mm -hmm. Get those things nailed down first. And that includes your identity, who you are, who yep. you are, your values, and how you're going to show up every day yep. in light of those values. Yep. And that, right, that to me is I you know, made my comment of, you know, yeah, I had once had a sippy cup too, right? Yep. Like we start drinking milk. Yep. Right. And eventually we graduate to solid foods yep. and we begin to really desire steak. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like not just solid foods, but give me some meat to chew on. Yep. Right. Like there's, there's this vitality found in graduating to more, yep. right? You get a little bit of experience and Hey, yeah. that, that was good. Well, let's try this. Yep. Hey, that was really good. Oh man. 
did you did you taste that prime rib? Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. Let, yeah. And then that gives you that like desire to move on to the next thing. All right, what's what's next? Yep. What's next, right? Yep. That next mountain to climb, the next beauty to rescue, have that next mission, that next goal to achieve. And I think that's that's why this path is so beautiful in that as you become experienced in these different areas, that propels you along and yep. prepares you for the next. Yep. Right? You're not going to be a great father if you're not a good husband first. Yeah. Period. Right? You're not going to be as good a leader in the community if you're not if you haven't learned how to lead your own family well. Right? Yep. If you haven't had those experiences to then draw upon when you go in and start engaging and interacting with other people. Yep. Like it's a very intentional process. The Lord has designed and created for us to experience so we can, you know, help better all of each other in community. Yep. And that's ultimately when I look at you know, Matthew 28, when Jesus is commissioning his disciples, he was commissioning for them, them to that next level. Because you look at Peter, for example, you look at the Peter in the book of Acts versus the Peter in the Gospels. Mm. There, those, those Peters Two are different very, men. very Two different. different men. You, it's like, it's like this unconfident coward outspoken cowardly boy mm -hmm. to like this dude that's like preaching to thousands and leading thousands to the Lord. What, what is sandwiched right in the middle of that? It's the commissioning of Jesus saying, Hey guys, um, I know I've been leading the show now, but I'm going to take off. I'll be back again one day. Yeah. But for now, now I need you guys to step up and go do all this. He, that is when he was calling them to more. Yeah. And then you see what happens after that is they start to live into that. Yeah. Right. They start to step into it. And I think the other piece that we can't miss with all of this, when it comes to leading yourself, husband, father, leader, all this stuff. There's another thing sandwiched right in the middle of there that was really, really important. I'm glad you're hitting on this. You see, you, you see the Holy Spirit come and yes, the helper sir. come, right? Yes, sir. This is the piece where, like, especially, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of people that probably listen to this from different church backgrounds, all that. I will unashamedly say, man, I am a Pentecostal charismatic, like, I mean, I am, like, give me, give me the Holy Ghost, right? And... Um, I'm not weird though. <laughs> with a seatbelt, we like to say. Uh, yeah, I'm a charismatic with a with seatbelt. Seat <laughs> yeah, um, I just like to see the gifts operate as those scriptures says. Yes. Um, but like, you also the the other reason it might feel overwhelming to you is because you're thinking, how could I do this? Mm -hmm. And it's not you doing it, mm -hmm. right? It's like the Peter that we see in Acts is empowered by something different than he was in the gospels, mm -hmm. right? In the gospels, you see Peter doing it on his own power and he fails and falls right on Miserably. his face, yep. but you see him empowered by the Holy spirit and you see a completely different man. And this is why part of my code is I change the environment of every room conversation and interaction that I walk into because the Holy spirit is powerfully at work in and through me. Mm -hmm. I, I like, I know that when I walk into places, it's not, the charisma of Cody that is walking in. Right. It's no, 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 no. Like I'm animated at a very high level by the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. And I just trust that. And yep. I know that. And I'm like, all right, cool. I know what I'm empowered by. Let's rock and roll. So th those two things are sandwiched in between a transformation we see in Peter and we cannot ignore it. There is a calling higher and an empowering for that calling and you can't ignore it. And so like, if you're super stressed about that, Again, start at the beginning of the path and also recognize the Lord is calling you higher and he's also giving you this ability that is supernatural to do it. It's not your own power. Yep. And when you try to do it on your own power, not going to be as good and yep. it's going to feel really heavy. Yep. Right. Get off the throne. Yeah. Stay off the throne. Yep. Let the Holy Spirit do his thing. Yeah. So it's so powerful. It's so powerful. So, uh, man, it's time to step up as leaders. It's time to freaking step up. Amen. So, um, man, again, if you want on purpose, husband, 28 days of prayer for my wife, you can go to iron society supply.com and pick up the bundle for 20% off. Um, also I, I know we, we have a little thing at the end of the podcast that says, Hey, if you want any value out of this, uh, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review. <laughs> um, seriously though, if, if you do get value out of this one, um, right now, even for where like, kind of uh, like I'm looking at the podcast, 
what is even more valuable than a rating and review at this point is go share it with three friends. Absolutely. Right. Um, like I, I was at the church and this guy walked in. He's like, dude, I think I took Jackson. He's like, dude, been listening to like the path and everything you Nick are talking about, dude. It's great. And I was like, oh, sweet, dude. Who'd you share it with? And he's like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, man, dude. Like if you're getting value out of this, like yeah. take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and share it with some of your friends or hit the share button in like Spotify or iTunes and yep. share the episode with a like, friend. Yeah. Um, Send it through a text where they can just click on it and, it's, and they're and instantly there, right? It. Make it easy for them. Yeah. I mean, it's, that is so valuable to mm-hmm. us and, and I don't, we don't make the ask all the time for you to share and all that. Like we just do this because it's what we're called to and we're going to do it. But man, we would so appreciate it. If you share this stuff, um, that, that really does mean the world because there have been guys that have come into the iron society and have started to transform their life and their marriage and their family because they listened to the podcast first mm-hmm. and then jumped into the iron society. And, we, and that's the fruit that's come from it. So as weird as it is, um, you sharing a podcast with somebody and getting them to listen to the Iron Society podcast literally could lead to them changing their life. And yep. it's so weird that we live in a day and age where we can actually say something like sharing a podcast could change somebody's life. But the the steps that come afterward can really lead there, not because it's something that we just think might happen. I've seen it happen. Yep. So yep. please, I mean, gosh. If, if you're getting any value out of this, please share it. It would, it really mean, it would mean a lot. Indeed. So anyways, love you guys. Believe in you. Best yet to come. All right. We'll talk to you soon. See you. Out. Hey, one thing before you go. If you got any value out of today's episode, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast, as well as... Hey, take a picture with your phone of you listening. Take a screenshot and post it to social media. Go ahead and tag me, at Cody Chapman, and you can tag Nick as well, at the Nick Milligan. Also, if you want to learn more about the Iron Society, you can head on over to ironsociety.co to learn more. We'll see you next week.